Hi, I'd like to welcome everyone to the first episode of Hot Leaf Juice, uh, the Tea Community Podcast. Uh, my name is Barry Donnelly, uh, and I'm going to be the uh, host of this podcast. Uh, I'd just like to tell you a little bit about uh, what we're going to be doing here uh, and what makes it uh, special and unique. Uh, this is a podcast where uh, I and usually another person who will be a, who will be a, a guest, uh, we were going to discuss one aspect of tea culture. That might be a specific tea, uh, but it might be how to brew tea, how we brew tea, how to how to taste tea uh, effectively or mindfully, buying tea, where to buy tea, should you should you buy on eBay and Taobao or should you stick with a brick and mortar retailer? The history of tea will be discussed as well. I love the history of tea. There's so much to talk about. Uh, we also might talk about tea businesses. I would love, and I have a couple of uh, uh, guest contacts already lined up for tea business uh, owners to talk about why they got into tea and, and how they're planning on making a career of it and what their strategy has been and how they have been able to find the tea that they sell because I think that's probably one of the most interesting things about uh, tea as a as a career is finding the great product that is out there, but you have to search for it. It's not necessarily going to come to you. You have to go out there, and that always yields some great stories, uh, and so we'll get into some great personal stories, personal stories of people traveling, personal stories of how people found tea and what it has done to them and their lives and the friends that they've made. Uh, yeah, so it's going to be a more broadly focused, uh, community focused as opposed to just tasting kind of podcast. We probably will taste at some point a little bit along the way. Maybe me and my guest will drink tea and we'll talk about tea while we're talking about usually a, another uh, a bigger topic. So I would just like to tell you guys a little bit about me in this first episode. I don't have another person here with me like I, I usually will. Uh, I uh, did not grow up in a home with tea at all, actually. Um, I didn't, I think the first time I drank tea in my life was on accident at a Japanese restaurant when I was like 14 or so, because I didn't realize green tea was the same thing as tea. Black tea, I, I didn't wrap my head around that. I grew up in a religion that I did not actually allow for tea or coffee or any 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 fun beverage at all so uh it was totally alien to me until i was in college um <clears throat> and i began to uh want to dive headfirst into something that is interesting because of what what i what i really and i think this is not just true to you but i think this is true of any kind of hobby or thing um if you put extra effort into seeking out higher quality versions of something or teaching yourself about a particular food or topic or kind of artwork or whatever you're going to get into just doing a little bit of effort not like a ton you don't have to get a master's in it but just a little bit of research online especially in the 21st century now this is so 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 much more easy than it was 25 years ago just doing a little bit of extra work and seeking out how to find higher quality or learn more about how to identify better versions of something will go will get you a long way and so I just Jeez, I just read the Wikipedia article about tea and, and found a, a couple of tea websites and communities and some shops, and I just placed some orders, 
and found that I really liked tea. And that continued for a little while, but it wasn't a big hobby. I didn't walk up and say, hey, I'm Barry. I like to write and talk about tea. Look at my tea stuff. It, it didn't really start out that way very quickly. I wasn't out the get out the out of out of into tea like a, like a bullet leaving a gun. Uh, it was a much slower burn. Um, but I do remember the moment when tea absolutely clicked with me personally, and I knew that like I was drinking something amazing that I had never thought I could conceive of ex you know, as an experience. And that's when I had a Tiguan Yen for the very first time. It, that would have been um, almost five years ago now. Um, and I didn't know that much about Gong Fu Chao Brewing. I didn't quite understand everything about that. And I had had oolong before, but I had never had like a jade oolong. And this was uh, this was not like a traditional roasted tiguanyan. This was one of those nuclear green uh, anxi like uh, tiguanyan from China. And I just drank it, and immediately the first thought after taking a sip was, "This is the best tea I've ever had in my life. What is what is happening? <laughs> what what is going on?" And and at that point, I was uh, he completely head over heels into tea and. I began to work at Tivana, which I worked at for a year. Uh, I will eventually probably do an entire episode on that. Um, mixed feelings about that experience. I met some cool people. Um, also, didn't didn't have a good time all the time, and uh, not super sure how I feel about whether or not that's a company that's good for the tea community or bad for it. Uh, uh, but we can talk about that in a future episode. But I did that for a year. Um, and then after that, in, in tea, I moved on to having a tea blog uh, after I decided that I really wanted to work in the industry in some capacity. This was towards the end of college, and I wasn't quite sure if I was going to go on to grad school, my degrees in philosophy, uh, and I wasn't sure if that's exactly what I would A, be able to do, or B, want to do professionally uh, for the rest of my life. and. At that point, I was sleeping and eating and drinking tea, you know, 24-7, and that's really what I cared about and loved, and you should really, you know, work on things you care about, work on things you love that make you excited, whatever whatever that is, and for me, that was definitely tea, and uh, I uh, resolved to get involved somehow, and I wanted to start a business, I still, you know, I still kind of want to, but I, I'm a little, a little cool on that idea now. But I started a blog. It was called GreenElephantTea.com. Uh, it's still up. Uh, I was not the best person at that. Um, I wasn't quite sure what to do other than to buy a tea, drink it, and then talk about it for a couple hundred words. And I felt like that was not. After, you know, after a year of that, I was not happy with where that was going. I felt like that was becoming a bit of a bit of a bit of a drain instead of. Uh, instead of something new and interesting, so I, I, I did back off that for a little bit. But in the course of that uh, of that blog, uh, I did meet um, a man named Emilio Del Pozo, who runs the Jade Leaf uh, Tea, which is a tea retailer, uh, e-retailer out of Taiwan. And I had him and his lovely wife over, uh, and we recorded our conversation, uh, and I edited it as, as, I guess you'd call it episode zero of this podcast a little over a year ago, and I will uh, put that up on this feed at some point in the near future, 
uh, with probably a, a new intro to explain the context of that, because I think it just starts immediately with us in the middle of our conversation as we started to pour tea. And that became the very beginning of the idea of doing a tea podcast that I had had in my head for quite a while. Um, and towards the end of college, uh, I did finally get into uh, a business class my very last semester because I went to Indiana University and they have a very good business program there and I should probably take advantage of something that's so nationally recognized. And I did take a business, just an introductory entrepreneurship class and my grade was just one project it was just doing the books and the planning uh for you know sort of a, a pet project business uh as though it were you know as though you were really going to do it without buying anything and that was a uh a, a physical tea house that project and that was a great experience because i had known to learn a lot uh but i was able to speak on a weekly basis about tea to people who had to listen to me in that in that class because we all had to present on a weekly basis and i got to talk about uh why it's important to have physical tea spaces and the importance of bringing people out uh out of their homes uh and to share tea with other people and to introduce that as a communal experience that cannot be replicated by like amazon uh, and, and that was sort of the focus of my pitch. And, and perhaps in a future episode, I'll, I don't know, I'll, I'll put the link to my, my little slideshow I made for my final uh, in, 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 the, uh, in the show notes if people are, are really are really interested in that. So yeah, um, I worked for one other tea business. Uh, I moved out to San Diego with my wife uh, a year and a half ago, and I worked for a, a company that's not there anymore called Leaf and Kettle. Um, and well, they're not there anymore, so there's not super a lot for me to say about that other than didn't really work out long, long term. Um, but it's a shame because that was a physical location and I, and I think that we should have more of them opening up, not see them kind of slowly shut their doors after a couple of years of business if it doesn't go well. So, okay, what are the kinds of tea that I'm going to talk about? Because tea is, and I'm going to say this before I get into the, what some people might call the sort of the tea snob kind of sounding section of this, I'm going to talk about what I personally like, and as a result, what I'm qualified to talk about, and what I care to talk about, and what's going to end up being the sphere of the tea world that becomes the focus of this podcast. Uh, But I do want to say the best, the best tea you'll ever have is the tea you like the most. Or the tea that means the most to you uh, and for some people there is nothing that can replace the nostalgic smells and tastes of you know you know Yorkshire tea or PG tips or uh, jasmine tea at a Chinese restaurant that they had you know there for some or a uh, you know a ginger tea given you know my, my wife has like a ginger Korean tea that she she gives when we're sick um, the tea that you like the most is the best tea to you. Uh, and I'm not going to sit here and say, ah, oh, that green you're having there is is grown in wherever and it's not as good as the one grown in Japan or, or, or wherever. Um, that said, I drink, uh, quote, sort of Chinese tea. And what, that, what I mean by that is tea grown literally in China, but 
too grown to be to be drunk in uh, the Chinese method of brewing tea, which is Gong Fu Cha, uh, where you have a, either a very small pot or a small little cup, and you put a, quite a bit of tea in there, uh, and then you pour it out after short infusions into smaller cups to serve to other people. Uh, that whole sphere of the tea universe, so tea grown in China and Taiwan, and I drink a little bit of Japanese tea, uh, not not certainly not on a daily basis or even a weekly basis, but I do usually have at least one or two, uh, uh, just sort of containers, bags of uh, sencha lying around. Uh, and we will talk to people who are much, probably much more into Japanese tea or much more into Indian tea or much more into Sri Lankan tea on this podcast uh, eventually, but. The tea circles I have run in have been people who either source from China or Taiwan, who are separated politically because of history. Um, and to me, that seems like the same. I mean, there's very important differences between China and Taiwan, obviously. Uh, but it's part of a larger uh, tea history and culture and, and a general palette uh, that goes back a very long way. China's where tea was originally harvested and discovered. It was where it was brought to life as we understand it today in the Ming Dynasty as something that you steep into hot water and then drink before it was more medicine or it was ground up. Uh, and we will get into the details of that in the History of Tea uh, podcast. Uh, so that that is what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about oolong and pu'er and white tea, specifically tea from that region. Uh, for people who are listening to this and are maybe not as uh, up on some of the terms I've used so far, I'm going to just define a couple of terms right right at the start here so you have a reference point. Um, tea is one plant. Uh, it's Camellia sinensis. Uh, Camellia sinensis uh, is grown in China and elsewhere. Uh, there's some other botanical um, cultivars of it and varietals as the Islamic variety, but uh, it's the it is the uh, the plant that makes black tea or green tea or oolong tea. I'm not going to spend too much time uh, talking about other infused uh, substances that are referred to as tea colloquially in English. Um, that gets confusing. Uh, we're probably not going to do reviews of, I don't know, chamomile or dandelion or something else like that. Those are great, 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 great tea out there that are, that's like that, but it's just not, it's just not what gets me up in the morning and gets me excited. So I'm just not going to, it's just, it's just, it's just not going to be something we bring up a lot. Uh, but yeah, so tea, when I'm, refer I'm referring to the Camellia sinensis plant, uh, and tea can be made into any of the following sort of types of tea. So you can bring tea to become what's called white tea, uh, green tea, black tea, which is the most popular in the uh, Western world, black tea. Uh, oolong tea uh, is also made from Camellia sinensis. And then there's, and there's a little bit of weird, um, <clears throat> how can I say, like, Interpretations of how to best to describe this next category. I'm going to use the term. I'm going to. I'm going to pick a side. I guess I'm going to be a dark tea uh, terminology advocate. Uh, more often, this is called pu'er tea, and pu'er tea is is a kind of is a kind of dark tea, but it's not the only kind kind 
of that variety. So I'm just going to refer to it as, as dark tea. That's tea that is post, post fermentation. So your Liobaos, your Pu'ers, just Hecha of, of any kind. A quick, you know, we're going to, I'm going to give you a quick uh, overview of certain landmarks in the topography of the tea community that I think are worth bringing up and uh, helping people get into tea, right? Like getting into tea as a hobby at whatever, I guess, level or depth that's interesting to you. Uh, my go-to tea community personally, um, and I, I, I bec- I'm more active on this community kind of in way in a wave pattern. I, go, I get really active and then I don't, don't post for a while is the tea subreddit. That's the uh, reddit.com slash r slash t. Uh, and there are smaller tea communities on Reddit too for poor and, and green tea and uh, some other more niche tea communities. But slash r slash t is the big one. Uh, it's a fantastic community with some great people. Uh, there are bloggers on there, just regular tea drinkers and enthusiasts. There are a couple of tea retailers who are active users, which is great uh, talking to those fine people. Uh, there's also the uh, a, a Facebook group for for those of us uh, who have resisted the urge to just dump Facebook. Uh, there is the Gong Fu Cha Facebook group. It's run by a really nice guy uh, I got to meet a couple, well, at least once, maybe twice, uh, named Nikki Evers. Uh, just Gong Fu Cha on Facebook group. Uh, you, you can find it that you can find it with their very complicated and very good search search algorithm uh, inside Facebook. And that's a great community. Everyone there is really nice. Um, occasionally, somebody might post something like, "Hey, I'm selling this pot. Here, you know, I'll, ta- I'll take offers starting at eighty dollars. I'm in Southern California." Uh, and it's a great way to meet people. Uh, I've met people locally because of that. Somebody might say, "Hey, I'm going to be in Austin uh, over the weekend. Is there any tea people that want to meet up and hang out, or tea shops I should visit?" And within hours, you will have several people saying, oh, you can hang out with me, or oh, you gotta go to this place. Uh, so it's a great, great community resource. Every, I really uh, like that Gong Fu Cha Facebook group. Another great resource, not just for community, but for tea as a way of, um, tea, tea as, a, as, a, as a way that we uh, classify and organize tea is Steepster. When I was just getting into tea, this was probably the single most valuable resource I was able to find online, because it's, a, ca- a catalog of every commercially available tea that users put in or that the website managers put in and uh, you can just see what users rate it so you have like a star rating and people can post their reviews on that website so it's kind of like a rotten tomatoes of, of tea <laughs> if you think about it that way and that gets you uh, finding new tea and seeing what the community thinks of a specific kind of tea what similar teas are like at other companies, it's a, just a really good, especially in the very, in the very beginning, uh, resource. Uh, but another thing that, if you have access to this, I strongly suggest you uh, make time to do this. See if you have a local tea shop. A lot of people in North America and Western Europe don't, or elsewhere. Um, but if you do, please, please patronize them and, and spend time there. And if you you know if you don't like them, that's okay. Uh, they're not all necessarily winners all the time but going to a physical brick and mortar tea store uh, helps keep that community alive having a physical space for the tea community I think is very very important and you will meet people not just other tea drinkers but employees there um, 
that can talk to you personally about what you like, what you answer questions you might have, or or just just might make a new friend. It's just great to uh, go to a, a tea shop or a tea cafe or whatever and just meet new people. And I think that one of the best things that tea offers people, aside from the wonderful uh, beverage that it is, is uh, it offers people a way to meet new people. Well, okay, I think that about wraps it up for what we wanted to do with the very first episode of this podcast. Uh, not particularly long. I want to thank you very much for sticking around with uh, me for the last 20 minutes or so. Uh, in the next near future, I will update and I will upload that kind of, I guess we'll call that episode zero podcast with uh, Emilio that I made last year that was on my blog and in- integrate that into this podcast feed. And then we'll have a brand new topic and a brand new guest uh, in the very near future. I have a lot of great tea friends who I'm sure would be willing to spend a little bit of time and uh, talk about any aspect of tea culture that they really find interesting. So thank you so much for uh, for listening to this podcast and I hope to hear you soon. Bye.